Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is Dave Gabriel Jensen, writer of urban fantasy and fan of everything Big City. She was born and reared in the rural mountains of Colorado, but she nevertheless has asphalt in her veins. It is for that reason her characters make their homes in a city. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. I like our theme song. It makes me happy. How are you doing, Dee? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Are you ready for our rapid fire, very important questions that we have for you? Absolutely. <laughs> good, good, good. We are very careful. Very careful in forming all these questions. Well, first, I do have to say that I adore the big city, too. So that was really cool to see that listed on there. So what what draws you to the hustle and bustle of the big city? I don't know. It's uh, always my like my whole life. I was raised in a small town and I've always felt like I belonged in the city. Excellent. On your thing, on your um, bio, you said that you like a macro photography. What is macro photography? The really up close pictures of little things. <laughs> a lot of people do for like flowers and I tend to do like I go into the alleys and wander the streets and get pictures of like broken concrete and just really up close and Big pictures of small things, I guess, is the best way to describe that. Huh. So I guess big picture of small things is where the macro. I'm like, I would think that'd be micro photography then if it's small things. Yeah, I don't know where they get the name from. Interesting, interesting. Entomology, it's interesting. Or sorry, entomology is also interesting. Etymology, however, is what we were talking about right now. Uh, so where does your love of fantasy fiction come from? I don't even know. I, um, I've i been reading and uh, telling stories since I could string words into sentences. And my first story that I ever wrote was, I mean, it was in crayon on a single sheet of paper, but it was a, <laughs> it was a princess who had been kidnapped by pirates and was rescued by a dragon. I don't even know where it came from. I don't know what the inspiration was for that, but it's it's kind of what I've been. I read a lot of um, mythology when I was a kid. I read <laughs> out of the encyclopedia. I read in myth, like Greek mythology and that kind of thing. So I, I don't know where it came from. It's just been there my whole life. I love it. I love that rescue by a dragon. I mean, if I had my choice, I would choose a dragon rescuing me over a prince. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that'd be way more fun. Much more likely to get away, too. And uh, Z439 says um, that they love the artwork on your books. So who who designs these covers? Um, his name is Adam E. Matthews. Uh, pickled people on Instagram. That's a and great name. P-I- P-I-K-U-L-E-D, I think, is pickled. So, huh. um, 
that he that's the first book covers he's ever done he usually does um beer labels and um like album covers for for uh, music that's actually how we found him that's amazing no it definitely fits the vibe of the book too so it's like if people are attracted to this cover then i could see them being attracted to what's inside the cover so nicely done nicely chosen and so for you, you put together for your, you took the love of your city and, or love of city, and then love of fantasy fiction and put it together for your urban fantasy. So who are your favorite urban fantasy authors or worlds? I got into it before it was really a, um, like, labeled genre. So I, I mean, I've gone back all the way. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is probably where I started. Mm-hmm. And um, Dresden Files is is probably my biggest that I you know I read all of them except the last one for personal reasons <laughs> I'm dragging my feet <laughs> on that one but um, you're like it's gonna be painful I don't want to read it I I'm afraid <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah all all the Dresden fans were all in that same boat we did beg him to write it though so I mean we can't yell at him now. Yeah. Oh, Friday Blue is on. That's Jenny. You might know Jenny. She she loves. She's a big fan over here, and Jenny has been dying for you to be on. So hey Jenny, Jenny's a big fan of being super helpful. She oh, is. Yeah. She's all about promoting promoting people, and that's awesome. Yeah, we all need to pool our money and just hire her. <laughs> I think that's yeah. what we should do. I agree. Um, yeah, no doubt. So in your urban fantasy series, Soul Hunter, what was the inspiration for the protagonist, uh, Fia Drake? She kind of came to me fully formed. Ooh. Uh, I'm in a writing group on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. We were given a, given a few parameters to write a 500-word story in a month which isn't a lot considering some people right now are working on 50,000 words, but um, it was totally from scratch. We were given these um, parameters. It was speculative fiction, uh, Mm -hmm. female protagonist and dragon like characteristics. And I just started, you know, kind of stewing on that. Her name Fiametta is little flame in Italian. And then Drake, beautiful. type of dragon. Mm-hmm. That's where I started. And then she just kind of grew out of that. I'm, I love it. I'm a pantser and I'm very character driven. So when I say mm-hmm. she came to me fully formed, I didn't, she just took over. I just <laughs> write it down. She tells me the story and I write it down. Well, if you're character driven and a pantser, that's very helpful. You're like, thanks, Fia, you made this easy. (laughs) (laughs) And she uses a crossbow as her weapon of choice, which means she has to, like, retrieve the bolts and everything, which was so cool reading about that in your first book. So why did you choose this method of assassination? It's easily portable because you can, I mean, some of them are just little bitty. And then quiet is the the biggest Mm -hmm. You can, I mean, you can use it in a city and nobody's going to know. 
That's a good point. Because I was thinking, like, going to get those bolts every time, that would be really annoying. But if no one heard anything happen, they wouldn't know to look for them, would they? Right. I didn't think about that. It's very clever. What research did you do to make that bit accurate? Do you have a crossbow? Do you practice with it? I wish. I, uh... (laughs) I did a little bit of archery in school, just like through the gym class. It wasn't anything concentrated, but um, I watch a lot of Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Counts as research. Totally counts. Absolutely. Uh uh Excellent. That's fun. I want to cross. I watched some videos on YouTube and like of like instructional videos, how to shoot them, how to like take care of the bows and stuff. I want to shoot one. I'm, I have a feeling I would just lose a finger. I mean, just shooting a real bow, I always hit my forearm, right? Like, I'm not very good at it. I don't know. We would see. I need my fingers. I write for a living and I edit for a living. We need these things. Let's There's see. always dictation, but I'm not very good at that. Me neither. I get, look, I can't even ask questions and stay on topic, right? <laughs> There's no way I can tell a story and stay on topic. Yeah, somebody train this brain, I dare you. (laughs) I'm sorry? It doesn't flow as well for me if I try to dictate. Yeah. I censor myself too much. And all the sentences sound the same if I'm talking. Where I'm writing, words start to come up I don't say out loud. But somehow or another when I'm writing it, that's just the right word. We can see that. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Though I could get a lot more done if I could like do it on my walks or if I could do it, and but I can't. Um, let's see. Oh, music. Another big part of your um, writing and your stories is music. And it's woven through this series. It's within its characters and its setting. So what is your intimate connection to music? I have just grown up around music uh, when I was really little my parents had one of those big like console stereos and I figured out how to use it before I could even like see the top of it mm-hmm. uh, I would just lay on the floor in front of it and listen to an old AM radio station that was like 50s and 60s uh, and then I got into I started playing the drums when I was in the fifth grade I didn't nice. stick with it Mm. I think that's something that you have to have physically in your possession. Like, because mm-hmm. they give you these little, like, glorified hockey pucks to practice on, and it just isn't the same. You need mm. the drums to practice. So I didn't, I didn't get very far with it, but I started singing, uh, joined the choir in high school. Nice. And it's just always been, always been there, always been part of whatever I'm doing. Excellent. Yes, a fellow music nerd. I appreciate that. So, and you're right, like drums, and they're not even like the cheapest instrument, right? So, like, if you're going to have a whole drum set, it's 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 not exactly reasonably priced. And it's not small. It's not something that you can just tuck under the bed when you're done using it. Right. And you better not live in an apartment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that could be bad. It could be bad. Yeah, Zafo said he just saw a meme where it somebody found tequila on their front porch and the note on the tequila was like, I'm, I'm sorry. We promised my son a set of drums. If he reached a certain GPA, we thought he would never reach. Um, and then the bastard did reach it. 
Um, so he has a set of drums now. Here's some tequila. We're very sorry. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm saying drums and all. That that neighbor is awesome. They they've got to be awesome. Yeah. Um. So here here fun question. If Fia Drake recorded an album, what would it be called? Oh goodness. Um. Mm -hmm. I'm good at the hypotheticals. Um. Well, what style of music do you think she play? Oh, like alternative rock. She's not the musician of the story. No, no, she, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But she came to me uh, again with the character driven. She talks mm -hmm. to me, and she came to me and said, "Maybe I should learn to play the guitar." I said, "I know nothing about the guitar. Why would you want to do that?" She says, "Because I'm your character, and I'm supposed to torture you as my creator." That's why. Why not? <laughs> it's their job. <laughs> it's their one and only true job is to torture us. I told you to go in that cave. Oh, uh -uh. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about Fia, <laughs> right? No, I'm not doing that. But if you, but you have a whole cast of interesting characters. Of all your characters, which one do you relate to the most? Probably Max. Max was the easiest to write. He's the the drummer. The first book, Drummers and Demons. Max is the drummer, um, and. Because I was able to get into his head, I I understood kind of the technical thinking process that he would go through, and um, and he just was really easy to write. Super laid back, super kind of sarcastic, but not not mean about it. Like not a bad sarcastic. Just really easy to write. You gotta love those characters. You have to be careful though, because they can't take over. <laughs> right. It's like, no, you're a side character, but I really like you. Maybe a short story. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, that short story. Yeah. If you could write in any world that wasn't your own, which world would that be? Oh goodness. Um <laughs> And we talked about Buffy already. We talked about Dresden. Is there anything else? I don't know. I'm, I would say Dresden just, I love Chicago and it would give me a reason to just go and immerse myself in, in the city for however long it took to like figure things out. I kind of started writing. I, I don't do fan fiction. But I started a fan fiction years ago um, based off of one of the Dresden characters. I thought um, one of the Dresden characters needed to be more part of the Chicago music scene. So I had her meeting a musician and it didn't go very far, but I tried. Well, it might have been a little bit of spark for this one, right? It was in there somewhere. Fia was behind the yeah. whole thing going, no, write about me. <laughs> Possible. I want a story. Um, what city does does your story take place in? Denver. So it is in Denver. Gotcha. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I was going to say Chicago is quite frankly my favorite American city, but I can't tolerate the weather. I just can't. Mm -hmm. Love it. But mm, I'm from right outside of Chicago. So I lived in it for many years and I just, 
I just can't do it. Says the girl I've sweating right now. <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to visit in some very, very mild weather. So <laughs> I, I managed to escape the the really bad winters. and Where the clouds come in and don't leave for seven months. Yeah, that's winter in Chicago. Let's the see. last time I was there in December, it rained. And there was oh. grass. Climate change. So I managed, <laughs> yeah, I managed to miss out on a lot of the really bad stuff. Well, let's face it, that's in February, right? Just like it is in Denver, just like it is in Houston. February is the worst month. It's not fun anymore. Like, I like the first snow. I have friends. Uh, my um, my brother is up in northern Indiana. And so they sent pictures of the first snow. The first snow is beautiful, right? You know, you must, is that like that in Denver too? The first snow is just beautiful. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a big, I used to love the snow. I okay, used to okay. ski and I used to, I used to love it, but I don't anymore. I don't, I'm ready for, I'm already ready for April. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, when is spring coming? Like, here, I heard on the radio, they're advertising like 32 degrees overnight. I'm like, hmm, nope, fast forward. <laughs> yes, yes. Winter coats, got it, winter coats. Um, let's see. So let's see. We talked about what world you'd want to write in. Um, talked about Denver weather. And what have you watched on TV lately that you've really gotten into? It could be TV, movies, any, any kind of media that you're consuming. I have been, I've been watching evil. Evil. And it's It is a. It started out as a, I think, forensic psychologist. I'm not sure exactly what her title is, but she's a okay. a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Gets recruited by the, the Catholic Church in New York to help analyze people who are claiming that they've been possessed. So she's trying mm-hmm. to help them figure out if they're actually possessed or if they're just suffering from some kind of mental illness. And then it gets pretty hairy after that. She uh, starts kind of getting immersed into the world and things are, things are heating up. I'm in in the season, second season. I think there's three right now. So interesting. Yeah. Jenny agrees. Started out on on CBS and now it's on Paramount Plus. Oh, I get Paramount Plus now. Streaming show. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then I started writing in a different world that's kind of a noir detective series. And so I've been watching some old noir detective shows like Magnum P.I. and My Camera <laughs> just to kind of get myself into that headspace of the narrative, narrative style. Interesting. Totally- well, that's fun. Does your noir have like any fantasy or sci-fi elements? Yeah, the uh, the detective is a demon. Oh, there you go. That counts. I think that counts. Yeah. I think so. I think so, too. Yes. Sounds like you have the same disease I have, and that is when I try to write things that are, let's call them mundane, you know, normal, no magic, no aliens. It, it doesn't work out. They pop in anyways. Even if I try to put the gates up, they find a way in. <laughs> 
it's unstoppable. That's awesome. It's just more interesting, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. I like that. It'd be interesting to see why a demon decided to be a detective. I'm curious now. It's cool. Um, let's see. So when did you decide to write fiction professionally? Like we all dabble, right? But at one point you decided, nope, I'm doing this. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. When was that? I don't um, need like a date. You know what I mean? Like what changed? What like, happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you give me a date. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I've been writing my whole life. But as far as like officially saying, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on this. It was a few years ago. Um, probably this is when I started working on, on Fia's story. So you think it was just that Facebook writers group that just clicked something, something clicked? Could be. Yeah. I like that. So I've I told- been doing some like creative nonfiction for, um, online magazines for about 10 years and it just wasn't, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not exciting it's not interesting it doesn't pay the bills <laughs> there are no it's... demon detectives no, or no. assassins with crossbows come on <laughs> words it's literally just putting words on the page to say you put words on a page <laughs> it has no no value <laughs> mm-hmm. at least to us <laughs> well right Somebody might get something out of it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm with you. It's not for me either. Um, That's awesome. I like how sometimes groups can encourage us to do that thing we always wanted to do. Whether it be boating or, you know, running or pottery or writing. It's, 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 I don't know, something about human influence. It's like, I knew I should have been doing this the whole time. So for all of this, deciding to do it in different groups you've been in and all these amazing people that you have read, what authors have inspired you along the way? I think my first biggest inspiration was um, R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. I read, I mean, not all of the Fear Street books, but all of the Fear Street books that interested me. And thankfully, they didn't have to go in order, so I could skip the yes. ones I didn't like. Yes. Um, but that was kind of what I wrote when I was a teenager was that kind of, uh, suspense, like YA suspense kind of stuff, uh, which also didn't really have a, a name at that point, but, um, but they all that started and mm-hmm. yeah. And then, and now it's probably, um. I mean, I think my biggest influence is I've had people compare my writing to Stephen King, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, <laughs> and depends uh, on the way Jim they Butcher, say it, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. And so Neil Gaiman. I think. Oh my gosh, I love Neil Gaiman. I could never write like him though. He's very unique writing style. Plus, you know, he writes very, everything longhand. Very, yeah, I write some things longhand, not everything. But if I need to kickstart the brain, get things yep, moving yep. again. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. If I get lost, huh. I could I'll pull out the longhand. But otherwise, I can't. I can't do that. There's no way. I'd never get anything done. I'd have lots of pretty notebooks though. 
lots of pretty notebooks. Notebook board. <laughs> right. Right. I started doing my grocery list in one of my pretty notebooks because I'm like, why am I keeping these? I'm going to make it useful. <laughs> so it has a grocery list. It's fine. It's serving a purpose. Um, I have so, one. It's just a basic. I have one that's just a basic notebook, mm -hmm. like out of the school supplies, but it's white. The cover is pure white. I cannot use it. It's too pretty. <laughs> It's You're like, I'm never going to find this again. <laughs> I have not seen another one like it. It's, I think it's a mead. It's just a normal five-star notebook. Maybe it was an accident and the dye didn't stick or something. <laughs> no. If so, that makes it a collector's edition. You're right. You can't write in it. You just can't. Absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah, more I'm thinking about, more I don't remember seeing a white one either. No. There was like bold colors and every now and again you can find pastels if you look really hard. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. No, that's a special one. You should like hang that up behind you or something. You could be like, look what I have. That'd be cool. This is my notebook I will never use. <laughs> that's right. They're like, but you're like, it's white. Don't you get it? <laughs> Too pretty. <laughs> And not until school supply season when people go shopping, when they're like, oh, I do get it. <laughs> um, so what do you hope readers get from your work? Fun and entertainment. I, I don't feel like I was meant to be the kind of person to teach lessons or enrich, like, I... I'm just there for the fun. I'm I'm there to entertain people and give them something to do for a few hours. That's not the real world. Fair. That's my favorite, that part too. So escape, you're offering them escape. Oh, that's what Jenny says too. An escape from the world of tiny people. Yes, escape from our children. She's not wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. We need an escape. And we're just, you know, a door away. But we can escape for a little while. Yeah, I'm with you, Jen. I feel you. Um, so when you are not inspiring or being inspired, what hobbies do you enjoy to refill your creative cup? What do you like to do? I don't get to often enough, uh, mm. especially the last little bit, but concerts are yes. my thing. Like, I am, I think I'm a weird writer because I am extremely extroverted and I love being in that crowded space where I'm just getting all of the cool energy off of everybody around me and everybody's there for the same reason and <laughs> mostly happy. Like, they're Every There's always some. somebody who's just it, it, never going to be happy. doesn't matter where they are, but <laughs> most everybody's in the same, like they're in the he same headspace. They're there mm -hmm. for the same reason. And it's just such a cool, such a cool feeling. Yeah, I love it. Um, There's something about people singing together. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds so cool. It's my favorite part. Especially it makes me cry sometimes. Uh-huh. There's so many things we don't get along with, but like we just went to the Hella Mega Tour. That was an awesome concert. 
So I don't know if you saw that, but that was Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy. So did you actually get to see Fall Out Boy? Were they yeah. did they because I know they dropped off for a while. Oh, they were we were at the shows. We were like the second one or something. It was in Houston. Oh. And so no, they were there. They were amazing. I didn't know they dropped out. I would have been really mad. So I'm glad we got to see him. So, but they were all there, but it was cool. Like in between Fallout Boy and Green Day, they played Queen. And so, you know, everyone knows Queen. And uh, I was Bohemian Rhapsody, of course. And the whole crowd sang. And that was so moving just for every single person, no matter what we believed in or who we are. Like you said, we were all there for the same reason and it was amazing totally yeah different. i really wanted to go to that one super expensive it was but i mean it was two years ago we bought the ticket so at this point it felt like it was free right <laughs> it was like what are you talking about what tickets we've had them on here forever <sighs> it's what it is didn't spend any money yeah i know it's no money it's gone it's all gone let's see Oh, Friday Blue says that the lead singer is this singer that did the theme for Spiting His Friends on Disney Junior. Nice. Well, see, look, now that's a benefit you get from little people, Jenny, that I did not know. Did you know that, Dee? I did not. Mm. Although I just, um, in September, I was at Riot Fest in Chicago, and mm -hmm. my whole purpose for being there was Simple Plan, and they did play What's New Scooby-Doo. Oh, I love Simple Plan. That would have been fun concert. I've never seen them in concert. So many more I don't concerts. think they, I've seen them a couple times, but I think that's the first time I've ever seen them play What's New Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it's so fun when they play these songs. We're like, I knew it. I couldn't, when we saw Bare Naked Ladies and they, they do the theme to Big Bang Theory, right? And the first time we heard it in concert where there were more verses, I'm like, there's more verses? Of course, we had to learn all there's the verses now. First, <laughs> yes. Who knew? I'm like, of course, my favorite band has to say Australopithecus in a song. That's all you needed to know to know they were my favorite band. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's like, you know, a secret, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jenny said that had to rock. Yeah. Simple plan. That had to rock indeed. Um, it was awesome. I, I needed it after a year and a half of. No live music. Two years, really. I mean, it, yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good time. It's good to have it. And I'm not big on crowds, but there's something different about a concert. But excellent, excellent. So let's see. We are in our to our very important questions. I know you think all those other questions were important, but they were not. <laughs> they were not. They were just wasting time because now we have the important ones. And the most important one for this year is. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? I don't you know. thought I was kidding. Um, no, I, I have thought about this. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I like coffee. What? I like the Haagen-Dazs coffee. Okay. I'll take it. But. Uh-oh. I like, I, I'm kind of a mood eater when it comes to ice cream I, I'll just find something that sounds good and I buy the, buy the pint so I don't have a whole lot of it and then mm -hmm. just whatever sounds good in the moment that's fair that's probably why I came up with this question because I'm the same way 
I do have my favorite, but like right now there's butter pecan in the fridge. That's what I've been eating, right? Like just the same thing. Sometimes you're just in the mood. So I like that. It's a good answer. It's an honest answer. What part of your daily routine is an absolute must? There must be something you can't just not do. Um, I don't know. The coffee? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair. Definitely. So I guess that's my next question because my it's next coffee. question was coffee or tea? Coffee. Definitely coffee. I'm with you on that one. Uh, what is your least favorite chore around the house? Putting anything away. I don't mind doing the dishes. I don't mind doing the laundry. Uh -huh. I don't want to put those things away when I'm done with them. Sure. I will live out of the dryer for a week. <laughs> Just leave the clothes in the dryer and live out of the dryer. You're like, they're I clean. I know where they are. What's the problem? <laughs> yes, absolutely. If they're wrinkled, I can turn the dryer back on for a few minutes and they're fine. And it'll work. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. It's fair, fair assessment. Dogs or cats? Cats. Cats. Excellent. And and I wrote this one, and I think this is might be the hardest one that I ask you all day. If you could only listen to one band or artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh no, <laughs> I don't think this is possible. Nope, nope, um, only one. Geez. Um <laughs> See, if I could the hard like, questions. show what's happening in my <laughs> the, the meme of the woman with all the m mathematical figures around her head trying to uh -huh. figure out the problem. Uh huh. You're trying to yeah, solve this problem right now. You have bands running through your head, don't you? Logos, oh, yeah, albums. Like... <laughs> all of them, all at once. Just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Something that I could listen to without getting tired of it. Mm -hmm. This is rough. It is really rough. Mm hmm. And come on, you never know. You could be stranded on Mars. And that was I the could, only album you had. But in fact, be stranded on Mars. Hmm. You're like, it's like choosing my babies. Don't worry. They're not going to listen to this podcast. You're okay. It's It's got to be somebody with a really extensive catalog. True. Because you're going to be stuck listening to forever. It, they've got to have a lot of songs to pick from. Mm -hmm. Kill Hannah has gotten me through a lot of stuff over the years. And they've mm -hmm. got a lot of music to pick from and it's really varied i think i'm gonna go with that kill hannah kill hannah it is kill hannah congratulations your prize will be backstage it's awesome see you did it i knew you could it's rough. <laughs> it's, it's, i am also a mood mood listener when it comes to music i will just turn something on and listen to the same thing for a week and not change it <laughs> Like, this is it. It's what I'm listening to. I do that when it's a new album I'm into, right? Mm -hmm. It's like I, I can't stop listening to it until I know all the words. I have Same the unique 
talent of learning the song. If I really like a song, I can learn it before it's over. The first time I listen to it, I know Ooh, the words. Nice. So that's, kind of my, that's my weird superpower. Yeah, I say I'm pretty quick, but I'm not that quick. That's nice. That's a cool superpower. And I, I've gotten to the point where with certain bands, I can even pick out like where they're going to change their progressions. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, bands definitely get a style, right? So you can start to feel where it's mm-hmm. going. Yep. hundred percent agree. So D, can you believe we got through all 20 questions? It's some kind of miracle. I mean, not really. We do it all the time. But, I mean, you seemed really nervous. And look at you. It was no problem at all. I don't do well on the spot. (laughs) Oh, you did great. So, now that you are so many people's favorite author, where can fans find you and your work? My work is um, probably the easiest place to find anything is on my website, um, which is really simply dgabriellejensen.com. I have a page that's just for links. It links to my Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Goodreads, Amazon, everything. Um, My books are all on books to read. Um, I don't know off the top of my head what the main link is. But they can find it from your website, so. Yeah, and I it's yeah, it's linked from there. Perfect, perfect. All right. Well, now that she I'm is everywhere. your new, I'm sorry. I'm pretty much everywhere. I don't use Twitter yes. much, and I'm not on Tumblr. Mm. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you can find mm. D. So excellent, D. And now that she is your favorite writer, please make sure to review her work and please review us wherever you get your favorite podcast. You can also follow us on Twitch or subscribe on YouTube. And we will see you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central with Caitlin Bevis. We'll see you then. <laughs>